Has your local footy club had a recent clangor or challenge? Well, Amy is here to help. The Amy Clangers for Good competition is back for 2024. This year, Amy are donating $10 for every clangor recorded during the AFL season with eight community clubs in the chance to win up to $15,000. If you want your club to go into the running in 100 words or less, tell us how Amy can help your club bounce back from a recent challenge. Enter now at amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. That's amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. T's and C's apply. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. G'day guys, welcome back to Dylan Friends. This week on the show, very special episode, very, very important episode with Daniel and Luke Mancuso. Brothers, uh, formerly known as Yaya Next Door. That's how I got to know them anyway. They have an awesome Instagram page where they pass over food and spread kindness and love and good community vibes with their with their Yaya neighbour. Um, but unbeknown to myself and, and recently finding out there's definitely a, a really important story behind it about, uh, that, you know, involves them and their family and unfortunately their mother lost her life to domestic violence at the, at the hands of their father, which you can imagine is, is an unbelievable, uh, unbelievably tough thing to go through. And, um, yeah, the boys are using this terrible, terrible circumstance to spread the message of domestic violence and um, all the incredible work they're doing. Um, doing so we, we go through that chat today and, and their journey through it all and what they've learned and, and all the incredibly alarming stats that are, are going through um, you know our, our country at the moment with domestic violence is something that's definitely gotten more awareness but unfortunately we still keep seeing these these damning stats um, coming up and it's something that we need to get better at and and myself include need to need to bring more awareness to so I cannot thank the boys enough for coming in and, and talking about their story which would have been incredibly tough for them but they're doing it for all the right reasons um, and can't wait for you to hear it I hope you you get something out of it if this episode in any way is triggering or, or you find um, you know you yourself need some help in this space please make sure you reach out to 1-800-RESPECT that's 1-800-737-732 please make sure you get on there it's a 24-hour hotline it's available um to help out everything as well so make sure you jump on also white ribbon is a massive um, organization doing incredible things for this as well so please jump on check it out and hope you uh get something out of this episode hi fam it's dylan's mum deborah this is dylan friends he's like you can embarrass yourself and i was like bro you want me to do all seven verses bit arrogant didn't know all yeah. seven <laughs> I've been in a bad team for 10 years and we got a chance to do something pretty special this year. All you can do is put your hand up and say you're wrong. Banter is a way that guys connect, a way that we can kind of play it safe with someone until we get to know them. I try to fix people sometimes. I'm like, Dan, stop doing that. Just listen. And you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog. It's easy. They had no other way to get out of the cave and we either turn our backs on them, in which case they're going to die, or we give this crazy idea a go. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Cool. Daniel and Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks hey, for having us. Hey, you guys go on podcasts a lot. You know the funniest thing is when you like have two people on a show 
is the intros the worst part because you sort of like don't know who's going to talk first. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) have you worked that out yet? Uh, It was all right then. You you just bit the bullet. I've yeah, I tend to time just you know wait and pause a second and then I let Luke go because he normally just yeah takes over. Yeah, we just yeah I guess feed off each other. Yeah, Yeah, the start that's the hardest part. So good. All right. Well, we've got the hardest part done, which is fantastic. <laughs> we can we go home on. Now. The rest is all, all um, downhill from here. Um, boys, welcome to the show. Like, on all seriousness, incredible to have you on. Um, I've been a big fan of your work for a long time. And I was actually saying off camera before, I follow, um, you know, Yaya, the Instagram page, and just love what you did. And, and only sort of recently in the last sort of 12 months discovered the backstory behind, you know, what you guys do and about community and kindness and love and giving back and just being good neighbours. Um, all incredible messages to, to send. Um, and just good positivity in your life, which is what we, we all need. So without, you know, going into your story before we get into it, it's, um, yeah, I just want to say big big respect to you guys and what you're doing. It, it really is incredible and honoured to have you on the show. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you. It really means a lot to Thank us. You. And, yeah, hopefully, I think it's our second podcast, so Fingers hopefully, yeah, <laughs> hopefully it keeps getting better and better. Really? It's only the second one? Yeah. yeah okay. it's, it's good, though. It's, I know, we just, it's good just having a chat a bit more relaxed as opposed to, like, you know, TV stuff where they're firing questions at yeah. you and you're just like, oh, shit, better not stuff up. Yes. This is yes. obviously, yeah, oh, a lot more chill. This is uh, encouraged to stuff up on these, <laughs> on these chats. I, I have a, a, um, a really cool <clears throat> habit of just making up words as well. So if you don't understand <laughs> what I um, ask, just make sure you just don't answer anything <laughs> you don't understand. Boys, what's been happening? How are we? Both both well? Blues yeah. are going well. You're both big Carlton men as well. You must be happy with how they're going at the moment. Well, I'm... Um, Daniel's I'm, a North I'm actually Melbourne a North supporter. Are you a North supporter? <laughs> yeah, oh my it's not God. the best to be saying that. Um, <laughs> Hasn't been the best for years. Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely, Carlton's uh, climbing up the ranks and potentially, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But you've converted Luke. He was actually a yeah, Collingwood, was Collingwood supporter. Yeah, so I'm Carlton. That's so. a big change. So. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, I know. That is huge. Fuck, North supporter though. That's, that's not, not so pretty not, grim. so yeah. good at the moment. No, it's not at all. Hey, talk <laughs> us through um, your journey, guys. Do we start with um, Yaya and what's been going on, on with that. But obviously a page on Instagram. If anyone hasn't seen it before, what will they first see when they look at your stuff? Yeah, so pretty much um, stumbling to, you know, accidentally making a social enterprise through Yarn Next Door. But yeah, started off um, Instagram just you know, to dumb it down, filming our next door neighbor, um, who many people didn't know had a prior relationship to our family, um, giving us food over the fence, got a lot of media attention, blew up over a couple of nights um, after about a year or so having the page. And yeah, now we've got 85,000 followers, a cookbook. Yeah, still just going up and, and up every day. Yeah, it's doing crazy. ambassador work for Carlton Respects Program, Australian Childhood Foundation as well too. Get to go on good podcasts like Dylan Friends as well too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's kind of the short, short story of it. Um, and then obviously there's a deeper meaning to what we, what we are doing with the Yarnix store and the social enterprise and what we're promoting. For sure. There's so much, uh, good messaging behind it. And I suppose when you first started Yarnix store, was it always in the message? Like, was there always that underlying message in the idea to tell your story through that? Or was it sort of like, um, fortuitous in a way that like you started doing this you wanted to spread these messages and then once it sort of took off you go well there actually is a story behind this let's tell it as well yeah so essentially at the start i was just filming on my own personal instagram account got a lot of feedback from friends and family saying this is hilarious you need to you know create a page and then funny enough i created one and yeah it just kind of blossomed from there it just was one of those things where we didn't have any intentional meaning behind it it was just a fact of we're just showcasing this beautiful neighbor giving us food um because you know we thought it was funny at the time 
And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until when Martha's mum, sorry, Martha uh, shared that, uh, it kind of got a bit of traction. And then we thought, shit, you know, there's something special here. Um, and then obviously, yeah, from there, we had the age article that went out. And then we that's where we really showcased our story because we're thinking, well, we're connecting the dots here. You know, this is really important because if it wasn't for you, yeah, you know, raising the alarm, we probably wouldn't have closure today. So yep. we really want to showcase how important a neighbor um, relationship is and how strong a community can be because, you know, they are the first person that can be attending on the on the event that something was uh, unfortunately to occur. So, yeah, we're just hoping that we can really make that into something special because we feel like no one's really owning that space at the moment. No, they're not. You guys are definitely on the forefront of that and it's it's been incredible. And I think for me, as I said earlier, not knowing, you know, what uh, Yaya Next Door was about, all the, the social enterprise stuff that you're doing and then and sort of finding out your story later, which we'll, we'll talk about today, um, was really powerful because I think, um, you know, what you guys are advocating for in, in domestic violence and, and, and neighbouring um, relationships and just being good people all around is, is so important. I think for me, um, having, you know, a platform like this of, of, of people and incredible um, audience and listeners, which is, you know, predominantly young males, the messages that you guys are sending is just unbelievable for them. And even, for, to be honest, for me, I want to be more educated in this space too because it's something that is so important um, going forward. We've seen everything that's, you know, been happening over the last five, ten years and um, and the advocacy and the, the amount of, like, knowledge growing around this space, but there's still so far to go, um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into later. Are you happy to sort of talk to talk us through in short terms? You know, obviously your mum's um, life was taken at the hands of domestic violence. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, this story began. Yeah. But I think what would be really powerful is maybe to go through, you know, what it was like for you guys growing up firstly, and then we can get to, you know, where we're, we're going today with, with your story. Yeah, with our childhood growing up, obviously, yeah, people that don't know, Daniel and I are two years apart, um, Daniel being the older one. Um, obviously, you know, two boys quite close growing up, um, both having, you know, ethnic parents. So family was very big for us. Um, so, you know, we'd always spend time with, with my mum's uh, side of the family and we weren't that close with our dad's side of the family. And yeah, as the years sort of unraveled, um, you know, screaming and arguing in our house became um, just something that was normal for us. So much so where Daniel and I would put our headphones in our room and, you know, listen to music or whatever. Um, and then when, you know, you'd really hear it escalate, you'd take your headphones down, shit, I better pop my head out just to check if everything's all right because that's the that's what was normal for us, you know. You kind of wait until you hear a plate being broken or, you know, mum screaming or something and then you'd be like, all right, now we have to intervene because, you know, we're powerless at that age. Um, and I know for me uh, personally, um, you know, I'd get panic attacks quite young and, you know, my way of separating them to arguing was I'd stand in between them and, and have a little panic attack and that's something still to this day I'm kind of dealing with um, for the trauma of that. Yeah, it was, you know, at the time it was normal for us. That was life. So to go through it now and look back, you know, we want to be advocates for people, you know, to speak out on domestic violence so they don't have to have, go through the trauma and, and what we've been through. You know, we've come out on top and I think we've come out on top because we've shown how much good support and family we've had around us. And without that, we wouldn't be, you know, talking about our story so open and freely. But, you know, it wasn't all bad. What do you reckon? Our no, childhood. It was, it was we had a good childhood pretty, pretty, good, pretty good childhood can't yeah. complain um both parents obviously loved us really much and 
you know, we were supported by them throughout everything we did, whether that was school, sports, you name it, you know, that even with, you know, parents buying us gifts and so forth. But, uh, yeah, it was just really challenging to see, I guess, your parents fighting. And funny enough, we always say this story, like we were so ecstatic when our parents split up, um, which is probably not normally here where we're high-fiving each other because we're just like, thank, thankfully now they can hopefully be happy together mm. or sorry, mm. not together, but apart um, and move on with their lives and and hopefully that we they can find someone that makes them feel happy again. So yeah, for us, we're just hoping that they would eventually split up because we know they're only doing it for us or for the time while we're at school um and we just really wanted to drive that message across that it's you know it's okay if your parents split up um it's 2022 now it's you know these things are common if if, you know it's a healthy to have a a, not a successful relationship but the actions is what really defines that so um yeah we just want to try and be the best men we can be and learn from what not to do from our dad and um yeah just just trying to do that yeah, how old were you guys when when this was sort of taking place? Like, oh, definitely it, like, like earliest memory. Earliest memory, yeah. yeah. So pretty much, um, you know, earliest memory I could probably imagine was I don't know early, you know, mid, uh, you know, seven eight years old, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I do remember obviously, uh, you know, when I got into my teenagers, mum was still sleeping. Mum would sleep in my bed with yep. me. So from nine till about fifteen, and then once you get to like a little bit older, then mum. Um, when they separated, she moved out when I was about 17. But right up until then, she was sleeping in a bed with me. Um, at the start, I thought it was because I had these panic attacks and, you know, had my issues mentally as well too growing up. Um, but then it sort of, I realized that mum didn't want to share a bed with our father. And then at the, t- you know, looking back now, it's like, if that's not a clear indication to end the relationship, but obviously mum felt trapped she had nowhere to go um, and she wanted to be there with us and she was probably scared of the um, repercussions that was going to come if she was going to file for divorce. So, yeah, it was a constant ongoing thing with, with our parents and, you know, I think I can speak on Daniel's behalf as well too. Our father was, I think his idea of being a good father was I put food on the table, I pay the bills, you know, that makes me a good father. Mm. But he would come home in the shits you know, he'd see one thing out of line in the house and he'd lose it. And then if he's having, a, if he's in a bad mood, then our day's ruined as well yeah. too and yeah. we're going to cop it and then everyone else is going to cop it. We never got physically abused um, from our father, but, you know, we'd often hear, you know, mum, you know, going through, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, it's not, it doesn't always have to be physical. I think the verbal abuse is also pretty um, traumatic as well too mm-hmm. and, you know, threats and yeah the threats and that as well too and um you know even after you know mum passed away it took uh it was about maybe what two and a half three years for them to actually file an arrest yeah on our father to have evidence um yeah it was in 2015 i remember i was in europe at the time yeah um, just to get away for a bit because obviously it was quite a traumatic couple of years for us and um, funny enough i actually said to the detective you know, is anything going to happen while I'm away? Because you know, I want to make sure I'm here. Um, you know, supporting friends and family and so so forth. So, and he's like, no, no, that's fine. You know, nothing's going to happen. You're only gone for two months. You know, and then yeah, while we're in in Europe, but they arrested him, and I had my phone was gone ballistic, thinking. And at the time, I was thinking maybe my nonna passed away. I didn't have mm-hmm. any thoughts about the resting my dad. So, 
Yeah, it was pretty full on. Yeah. Um, definitely made the trip a bit more interesting in the sense of did I should I have felt happy, should I feel sad? Um, but either way, you know, it was just a big relief that that hopefully now that we could have put all that aside and that that closure is now there for us. Yeah, because often when people, you know, we talk about our story, um, I think people don't realize we lost both parents that night. Yeah, and even though you know, mum was our world and. You know, the, the way we look at our father now is in a different light. Um, but, you know, you're still losing both parents and still someone that nurtured you growing up. And, yeah, it was kind of – and, you know, as as men as well too, like, I don't know, um, everyone loves – you know, you watch movies about people, you know, getting revenge and stuff as well too. And I'm sure you've had moments in your life where mm. someone will do something to you and you, you think in your head about, you know – doing something stupid back to him or something like that. So you have those thoughts as well too, but they're fantasies at the time. But, um, you know, part a big part of me as well too was just like what a waste for him, for our father, you know, when they separated. The marriage was, in, was clearly not working. He could have went his own separate way. You know, he was in his uh, 50s, mum was late 40s. It could have been the start of their new life. Me and Daniel were approaching 18, 20 years old. You know, he could have went off, done his thing. Mum could have went off, done his thing. That was it. But no, he chose, you know, to do what he did and not only ruin his life, you know, end mum's lives and ruin, you know, everyone else that was, you know, miss mum. I just feel, I feel, I feel sick and sorry for him because, you know, he just, he fucked it. Yeah. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah. And that's, I think, they're, they're not thoughts I had at the time when I, when it just happened, like, you know, I imagine for you, if you lose your mum in your 20s, you know, you're probably filled with rage yeah. as we all are. Um, but looking back now, I, I look at him and I'm just like, yeah, I feel sorry for him that, you know, he couldn't control himself. And, you know, <laughs> common thing now is, you know, it's good to see that, um, you know, men are speaking about their problems openly and freely. And that's why we share our stories so openly and freely because we know there's power in it, but also to like show the strength in being vulnerable and, expressing that because yeah you know what happens if our father seeked help and went to counseling and something maybe he could have got through that and that could have been the start of his new life and he could have been a better better person and turned everything around but for that generation and the way they're instilled is you can't cry you can't do this you can't be emotional because then you're weak mm. which is quite the opposite oh yeah it takes way more strength to be open and honest and seek help and you know everyone's pretty keen to get to the gym and you know get jacked and do all that stuff but what about you know going to the gym on your mind and seeing a psychologist as well too it's still a, it's still a muscle you need it needs repetitions you need to do what you can to improve it so if me and daniel can grow up and be you know like daniel said we've got the blueprint of what not to do from our father um and you know inspire other young men to do that um you know hopefully it can you know, save a lot of lives of, um, you know, parents and, and mums that are lost because, you know, I think that's a big part of it is, you know, the men obviously need to pull their socks up, but they need to seek help and realise that there's other ways you can handle this. You yeah. know, you can't take your anger out on everything you see and built up and you got to speak to people, you got to let this stuff out because before you know it, like I said, you've ruined everyone else's lives and, you know, life's too short. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, well, you boys are already doing that. You're already inspiring so many people to, to do these things. And I, I completely agree. There's there's 
so many other things that we need to work on um, as males and we, and we need to be better in this space. And um, it's it's something that is affecting so many women out there. And, and, and in saying that as well, I think I really want to talk about the real hero of the story is your, and I want to talk about the real hero in the story and that is, is your mum and, and what she, yeah. you know, what she went through. And I think that's probably like a really, a really important part to talk about when you hear, um, you know, a cliche um, comment from someone around domestic violence that is ill-informed could say something like, why don't you just leave? You know, why, why don't you just leave the situation? And I think the story that you told before is because a mum is trying to protect her kids. Yeah, it's not that simple. And they don't have support networks. <laughs> yeah. um, these people don't have support networks to go to. So, you know, your mum was obviously just trying to protect you two the whole time, yeah. keep things together and and go along like there is no place for um for women to go that are experienced domestic violence and that's something that um needs to be known and, and it's evident in your story yeah and even after um you know our even after they separated you know our father would often you know threat uh, make threats to mom and um you know we found out later on in court that you know he would he'd call her mobile like i don't know something stupid times within like a week or something yeah, yeah. Like on a and private that's, number that's and where it goes to around not just physical abuse but it's yeah like threats it's um you know 100%. withholding uh, finances and financial abuse yeah. and all these types of things well that's yeah. the big thing it's all money for for the, some of these couples and people in relationships and that's another reason why women don't flee because they're not financially supported or they don't have enough funds to be able to do that so you know hopefully yeah we can definitely play a part in changing that or at least make a shake up in that space and and be a voice for mum and give her a legacy because you know funny enough not only a lot of people know this but for our mum's court case it was like one of the first in australia where you know our dad was sentenced to like a life imprisonment so yeah it was pretty pretty big step um in the domestic violence space and our mum's been a advocate for that and hopefully showcasing other women that you know if people do that they're going to pay the consequence if you don't mind me boys asking um as well like you know when it did get to the, the pinnacle of these things like where was their relationship at? where were you guys at in your life like was it something that um you know i'm stupid to say like this it would always come as a shock but was it something that when you heard the news or something happened was it like fucking hell like, oh, i didn't think it was real to talking about in terms of when mum passed when yeah. you found out oh, yeah. okay yeah yeah or um, even just leading up to the moment, like was it well, where was their relationship at? Where were you guys at thinking, you know, in this space? Was it still something that you were concerned about? Yeah, well, to give you a good example and a good indication of that was um, <laughs> the way that night unfolded was um, we we had dinner with our mum. We usually do a weekly dinner with our mum and our auntie and nonna and stuff. Um, and it was on a Monday night. It was Monday? Yeah, it was Monday night. It was on a Monday night um, this week, usually on Sunday went had dinner with my mum my auntie uncle and my grandma uh, my grandmother sorry wasn't there my nonna um daniel went home to the house we lived in with our father um, back in taylor's lakes in the west and when daniel got home he noticed all the lights were on um the tv was on and you know monday night knowing our father doesn't have many friends yeah. you know would have been what eight o'clock just didn't seem right because you just know, didn't he seem was right. The pipe person, make sure you turn the TV off, the lights off. You yeah, know, it save, was a sparky. So save if the, the electricity, lights, yeah. save the bills and so forth. So for me, coming home, it was very odd, and things were like loud. Like TV was loud, and like never it's like that. And uh, I don't know, I just was weird, and I had this gut feeling that something wasn't right. So I thought maybe, you know, something happened to his mum um so he's rushed to the house to go and check up on her because she was she's quite old too at the time 
Um, and then, you know, I was just calling around. So I was calling from my dad to his sister to my uncle to my other auntie and just seeing what's happening because I have, like, you know, no idea what's going on, but I knew something wasn't right yeah. or normal. So and even in that moment, we, like, just him not being home, we were like, yeah. you know, the, the thought of him going to do something was always there. Yeah. That's the point we got to in their relationship where they were on the, the last leg of them um, filing for the divorce and separating the assets. So we knew it was quite a rocky time. And then Daniel called yeah our father a number of times, didn't answer, unusual. He's got his phone on his hip yeah. all the time. Daniel called me. Funny enough, I was actually with a friend <laughs> and it's actually, yeah, like bizarre as well too, but I was with a friend and literally I used to smoke a bit of weed, you know, in my early, mm. early 20s. We smoked a joint and about to watch a movie and then Daniel calls me and says, um, do you know where we used to call our father, uh, our dad, Papa? He's like, do you know where Papa is? And I'm like, I got no idea. I'm like, I haven't been home yet. And he's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm just with my friend Simon. You know, we're doing X, Y, Z. We're just chilling out, doing our thing. And um, I was like, have you called mum? And he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought about that. Maybe we should try to call mum just to make sure she's safe. So all, already my brain was like going to, where's mum? Like, we don't know where he is. Well, where's mum then? Yeah. Tried to call mum, no answer. So then we called my auntie, who we just had dinner with all together, and she answered the phone. She was hysterical on the phone, saying, I don't know what's happened. Yeah, yeah, just called me, and she said she heard screaming. And then straight away, it was just like, Daniel jumped in the car, drove there. I was with my friend Simon. I told him what happened on the phone because I was just in disbelief. He said, jump in the car, we're going, we're going straight there. So we start driving there. And I think Daniel got to my auntie's house first. Was, yeah, just before the street. And she's like, don't go to the house. Don't go to the house. Because my nonna's house where we're living now, where mum passed away and our auntie's house is like two minute drive from one another. And yeah, Daniel got there first. And then I Daniel just, called me and I was literally getting to the house. Well, not far from the house where mum passed away. And then he's like, don't go there. Go to Frankers, go to Frankers, uh, auntie's place. So I'm like to Simon, chuck a right here. Went to um, my auntie's place and probably just about- cars everywhere. Yeah, I was probably about 100 metres from the house and I just saw cop cars and I literally, there was a few cars in the street. I just got out of the car and started bolting towards the house and then literally walked in and everyone was sort of just sprawled out in the living room with their head in their hands. And I was just like, like, like someone told me something. And then it wasn't until um, uh, a, a female police lady uh, officer came up to me and said, yeah, your mum's your mom's passed away. And yeah, your life, you literally just get everything sucked out of you. Like it felt like a movie, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I remember falling back and my friend Simon came in cause he was parking the car and he came back and he was like, you know, it's all right, let's, uh, my friends call me Luz. It's like, it's all right, Luz, it's all right, Luz, it's all good. And I'm like, she's my mum. Mum's dead. Mum's dead. And he's like, he's like, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. And I don't think he registered mm. what I was saying. I'm like, you know, mum, mum's passed away. And he's like, no, nah, it's all good. And then I said it like, like ten more times. And then he's just like, wait, what? And he he was in disbelief. Like he had to get up and like go at the front and like pace up and down the street because it was just it, just bizarre. And it was just. Like the threats were always there. Um, we always thought, we never thought it was a possibility though. Yeah. Even though we were kind of premeditating it by, you know, being like, fuck, where's Papa if mum, if he's not answering, where's mum? 
You know what I mean? Mm. So the fact that our mind was already going there, I think just goes to show, you know, where their relationship was. But their relationship was in that in that situation because of how he handled it. You know, mum was just trying to file for the divorce because her whole thing was she wanted to get some assets because she wanted to start a new life and she wanted us to live with her and she wanted to pick up the pieces and move on. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that mum finally was brave enough to file divorce and do that in the best of her interests and everyone's interests and that to get taken away from her. She was just starting her life, you know. Start a new job too. Start a new job. Her, she always had a dream to be an air hostess. She just passed. I remember we'd go there. Mum was studying um, to to work for Tiger Airways and she finally got the job and she was so proud and, yeah, um, yeah, it's sad, but, um, you know, I say this to everyone now, the way we live our life now is um, is showcasing how beautiful mum was. Mm. So that's what we're trying to do with the yarn next door and, um, you know, if we can inspire the younger generation to to seek help and call out these things and not make it the normal, then, um, you know, when it's all said and done, I'll, I'll, I'll be peaceful yeah. <laughs> when I'm, you know, with mum. So. Boys, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Still yeah. feels like a dream. Sorry, just even no, just talking about it, yeah, just going through that. I was just like, fuck. No, me. I honestly can't thank you enough for, for yeah, your openness and honesty. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely just heartbroken to think that that's something that, um, you know, is still happening day and age. And I think that that's where, you know, we can play such a important role um and when i say we i mean you know on this show today you guys are already doing it and I, I can be so much better in this space but the sad part is you know this stuff's still happening yeah like all the time yeah and we just keep seeing it um on the news and there's so much outrage but um unfortunately domestic violence is, is still it's still there it's yeah. still it's still a thing and i think you've nailed on the head we need to we need to look better. We need to, like, as young males, we need to be better at calling, you know, these things out. And it's obviously something that happens from a young age and, you know, it can sort of translate your whole life throughout. And um, there's little bits and pieces where we could probably step up and control and take more accountability for our actions and our friend, friends' actions and and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, without saying, you know, how, how proud your, your mum would be of both of you now to, to share those messages is an understatement because you're, you're doing... Um, yeah, incredible, incredible work. I appreciate it, man. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. What's um from that it's so easy to be bitter and I know you know we we have touched on that earlier like I don't know how you guys have responded the way you have and I suppose it's taken a lot for you to, to get to that stage. Like for me I'm still furious like thinking about that because it's you know you in, you go 
insular and you think, fuck, if that happened, how the fuck would I deal yeah. with this? You know, like how the hell would you do it? Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You get a lot of things thrown in your head. Mm. Well, if, you know, if we only, if we had slept at the house that night, would have it happened or, you know, all these things run by your mind and you just can't blame yourself or blame – you blame the person obviously did it. But, yeah, we just um, – yeah, it's. Um, I think I think the biggest thing is you don't know how you go how to go through it. Yeah, yeah. Until you go through it, um, like you know, if someone told me that ten years ago that I had to go through that, I'd be like, oh, there's no way I'm getting through yeah. that. Like yeah. that's that's don't, too much for me. Don't wish it upon anyone. Yeah. Like to uh, be honest, I was yeah probably then will be the the worst day of our lives and uh yeah even experiencing the court for like six weeks like it's so mentally and physically draining and going in every day seeing him there then seeing his family there and then saying that you know user what was what did they say sorry oh like you just you know you're trying to sugarcoat yeah, it sugar a bit mate. It and it's just you know, like you know this is what we've like lived through and seen and i know well, that was a bit much like so he, his family was saying that yeah like i i um i remember i um went up on the podium and and you know got interviewed and you know pretty much told them about all the threats and stuff like that and as i was walking off i passed his sisters and they were like that was a, that was a bit much and i was just like never bit my tongue harder in my life like i was clenching you know yeah like what's that uh just to make light out of a situation that um arthur meme where he's got his clenched fist yeah. that was me yeah. <laughs> i was just yeah. like but I thought of mum and I thought of how he would react and that's how he would react and the type of people they are and, you know, I understand they're standing behind their um their brother and, you know, that's good for them, whatever. But, you know, it's just, yeah, it's it was a whole different ball game, yeah. that, that court stuff. And um, back to what you were saying before about, um, you know, you don't know how to get through it or I don't know how I'd get through it. I think that's what we're trying to show with you, our next story is we didn't know how we would get through mm. it. And we don't have all the answers for domestic violence. But what we do have is we, we're showing people that if you have a good community around you, if you've got fucking good friends and good family and you're open and honest with them with what you need, you can do what we're doing. Yeah. You know, this is not something we planned, mm -hmm. you know. And part of me wishes the Yarnixor didn't exist because that means mum would be here, you know. Um, so that's what, you know, we want to show that. You can get through anything if you got a good community around you and you're open and honest um, with your feelings and stuff. So, you know, even for you, like, Dil, like, I don't know about you, but, like, growing up, you know, did you ever hear any of your friends telling you about, you know, their parents fighting or anything like that or, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. even a talking point. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I don't think, you know, as a kid, I think um, embarrassment comes into yeah. play. You know, everyone wants to think they have a perfect life. Yeah. You come from a broken home exactly. or something shit like Does that. Does that you know? show that this isn't... You know this is um this is prevalent in society and it happens to i think we had you know stat before one in six women yeah um experience either physical um or sexual violence um in their lifetime which is is ridiculous like you can think of six girls and, and women that you know your sisters your wife your girlfriends yeah. your mums your aunties and and one of them in in six will experience something which is it's actually hard to um it's hard to talk about, but it's actually harder to go through it. And I think that's what we need to do today. Like us, us fumbling around these topics and trying to to make sense of things and trying to um you know talk about this. It's it's a very uncomfortable topic.
topic. It's not easy yeah. to talk about, but it's actually worth going through it. And that's what we've got to, what guys and 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 men have got to um, understand, and me and me in general is, it's so much easier to not talk about it because um, yeah. it is hard. But it's it's a lot harder for for you know women to actually go through it. So if we can help by just having uncomfortable situations to yeah. prevent actual violence, it's probably a a good thing to be doing. Hundred percent. I couldn't. Yeah, couldn't agree more with with that. And. You know, I think mental health in general, you got to be open and honest yeah. with your mates about anything. It doesn't even have to be domestic violence. It could be depression, anxiety, whatever you're going through, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I think just breaking down that wall of it, you're weak if you don't share because that's just crap. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. No, that's, that's old school. I don't think anyone yeah. anyone can believe in that. Yeah. Anymore. We've seen, um, you know, how good it is for, for us to be doing this stuff and, and the lives you guys are changing. Um, on day-to-day basis is is awesome. I want to um, just ask one thing before we you know get on to some some other stuff that you spoke about before and, and something that is super heartbreaking in these in these cases um, in these scenarios. Sorry, is the fact that you do lose two parents. You know, obviously yeah. you lose your mother, which is shocking, um, absolutely heartbreaking, devastating things that is you know beyond words to, to describe. But then losing your father as well. Yeah. Um, from the chat today, would I be wrong to say you don't have any communication with him anymore? Yeah, or? we haven't had any communication with him since it all happened, really. Yeah. So, obviously, at the start, the police were kind of detectives were like, you know, keep a peaceful yeah. relationship, even though you don't probably don't want to, but because technically they got to keep an open mind. So he's a suspect. So you know, you'd you'd message him, even though you'd you'd, you'd be dreading to do it. Um, but yeah, we just try to keep that peace until we kind of had that closure. Um, and that was also very challenging too because you'd have to suck it up and, and be, you know, friendly to him or his family. But we haven't had any contact with either of them ever since. And um, yeah, don't, that was just don't through plan to... What Daniel was saying was just... Yeah, sorry, just through messages. Like we weren't seeing him. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it was... <clears throat> yeah, the we weren't seeing him at all. The only time we'd see him is at the, the, court, at the court, really. Yep. And then, yeah, we haven't seen him or spoken to him yeah. and his family since did um, he plead uh guilty to not he pleaded not, not guilty, guilty yeah. yeah so he's had this um <clears throat> thing in his head that he yeah didn't do any of it so just goes to show the type of person he was yeah and he couldn't even very very stubborn yeah. hard-headed individual yeah so it wasn't surprising when the the court case went that route mm. yeah um, it made a very very difficult and challenging court because you know it kept getting prolonged so for multiple years you'd have to all right this is a set date but then he would apply for this or challenge this so then we'd have to push that back so for a fair few years the court was on and off for Mm. quite some time and like i said it was the hardest was those first few years especially um having the uncertainty of what's going to happen is he going to be found guilty is, is he going to come not, after us? Even yeah. there was things, thoughts we even had as well too. Even when he wasn't arrested, you know, um, like Luke was saying, we moved into the house back where she got murdered. And at the time he was still like, you know, walking the streets free. Um, and, you know, we'd always have that fear in our mind or, you know, we'd take the bins out and have like our car keys in our hands just in case as a weapon. And yeah, it was very hard. Um, I remember yeah. thinking... Um, because I was in a relationship at the time. Uh, so during that period where um, he was roaming freely, um, I was in a relationship at the time and I remember often I had like real shit sleeping patterns and um, later developed insomnia and stuff like that as well too from that. Um, 
But I remember I'd sleep at my girlfriend's house at the time and as soon as I slept at her house, just out like a light mm. because I felt safe there because he didn't know where I was. Um, where I was if, if I was at the house, you know, you hear like a sound and you're like, fuck, what was that? But if I slept at my girlfriend's house and even like, you know, trips to Europe, when you're in Europe, you're like, oh, it's like, you don't want to forget what happened, but you can kind of like, you know, have a brief little moment there where everything's okay yep. and you can sleep normal and, and do all those sort of things. So, yeah, it was, that was a challenge in itself. I, th- I feel like, you know, you know, losing mum and then going through that, it was like stages. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that first night. I remember I don't think I slept for like at least three or four days. Um, just didn't have like I just felt like a zombie really. Just just I was awake but I wasn't present. Um, and just yeah, always my eyes were always watery or just burning and then I don't know, it's weird like just feel like I cried so much to to a point where I didn't have any more left in me. And yeah, yeah those first few days and when we obviously yeah to bury mom it was yeah not, nothing i'd want anyone to go through um that all should ever experience especially in the courts um you know it's yeah just that's what i mean we're just really trying to help that no one can go into those stages yeah. of life and experience that again what, what are some of the things that like you guys have, have learned through all the education and you know the um advocacy you guys are going through now and and, and sharing these incredible messages like what are the main things that you've learned from like a judicial side to like um, men getting better side that are going to help the most like I think just chatting to you just then hearing that story around like even you know, I don't want to get into like the government stuff so I don't get it yeah. and, and I don't understand but it sounds like it's a really fucked up system where it takes a long time to get justice and it actually is quite hard for you know um, for these for the women experiencing this to actually get yeah. justice in it like is that a factor that we yeah 100 yeah. yeah yeah and, and we, yeah, sorry, we, we even learned later on um a couple of years later after the court case that mum actually did a couple because so mum had a restraining order on our father at the yeah. time um just obviously to make things even worse um and yeah she actually called the police station a couple of weeks prior to that um because he called to threaten her and they didn't act on it they kind of just pushed it to the side and they came in later, a few years later after the court case and he was found guilty that they found that. Yeah. And that just goes to show that like, you know, you ask yourself like, could that, that made a difference? You know, yeah, I think well, they need a, yeah, fuck. It's like, you got one job, you know, someone's yeah. asking you for help. There's a restraining order in place and you still didn't act on it. Especially just, like if, you know, um, in these situations, well, if that happens and they do rock up to the house and there's police there to, hit the on the head like yeah. again there's so many more preventative factors but that is obviously one that is is really ideal and, and knowing that that's going to be be there yeah that's yeah we i think we learned uh yeah obviously the justice system is it's still flawed. set it's still set too far back you know it's they need to change it up it's too like i said earlier it's 2022 we need to start making changes and and stop running with how traditional things used to be mm. um so hopefully, again, you know, from not just our story, but many others, that we can change that and and drive it in, in a good direction. Um, you know, obviously, our mum's case was one of those ones where it was a turning point. So, yeah, hoping that you know, if people do do those things, that you know, there's there's going to be consequences for those actions. So, mm. yeah, it's for quite some time. It was very very um, 
really bad and you know people wouldn't even get life they'd only get minimum of 10 to 15 years max and yeah we almost had um one one key evidence thrown out of mum's case because pretty much one of the pieces of evidence that got the arrest in place which was finding mum's dna in his car they ended up overturning that and not using it in court because they thought it would be too persuasive for the um jury in terms of their outcome yeah and because we've instead seen of seeing it, it over over yeah. the like instead of analyzing the whole thing mm. it's like well yeah but it's it's there it's there yeah. it's like and then you know <laughs> the funny thing was you know seeing his lawyers being like have you ever hugged your father before and you're like yeah what kind of stupid question is that well, you're, so there's, you know, a strong possibility that you've hugged your father and then hugged your mother and that's how the DNA got crossed. And then you're just like, come on, mate. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. What kind of shit's that? No, oh, it's, yeah, you it's know. ridiculous. Well, you're calling um, us liars too. Yeah. So, you know. So, that's yeah. just, yeah. Well, there's obviously yeah. a long way um, to go in that system and it's something that they, they need to sort out. It needs to be done, obviously. I think the probably the really important part as well is like preventing to even get to that stage exactly like that right. actually ends up there yeah so like what do you think um has been some of the the really key messages around like young blokes listening today what are messages that you would send to them to make sure that we're you know on top of this whether something's happening at home or even if something's happening with friends um you know having a chat about this today with the boys before the app and we're, we're talking about like friends and you know having charts and all that sort of stuff is is one thing that you know males need to think about in general is the fact like we can be mates and you treat me awesome, like we're we're best mates, and it's great. Yeah. But how you treat me, and how you treat the relationship you have with me, and the relationship you have with with your partner or, or other women is completely different. Yeah. It's it's not the same sort of relationship. Like yeah. we're not. It's not a uh, romantic relationship. It's it's something that's it's, it's you can't use them as parallels. Yeah. Um. So I think knowing that you know just because John is a good bloke, um, to you doesn't mean they're a yeah. good bloke that whole like oh he's good to me type exactly. of mentality yeah. it's like well well i have this like i like to live by this kind of quote where you just want to treat others how you want to be treated so whether that's a male or female you know you want to treat others with respect because mm. you'd hope you'd receive the same so that's one moral i like to live by and i just want to treat everyone equally no matter age sex whatever the case may be um you know we're all humans at the end of the day and we all want to be loved and we all want to be liked. Um, so if we can all establish a safer and, and happier community, I think we can at least play our part in that and, and do something. But again, like you were saying earlier, if we can make it a, I guess, a vulnerable thing where you're feeling ashamed that your parents are splitting up, mm. um, you know, because you've got to put yourself in their shoes. What happens if you and your partner aren't happy, but you're still doing it for the sake of your kids? You should consider like, you know, obviously try and make it work. But there's got to be a point in your life where you should be healthy enough to to break up or have time apart, and then you know have reassess that in three months or a year's t- six or twelve months time and say you know what do we, what do you want to do, um, and then rethink is it best to to split up or to to give it another crack, and mm. we just need to make a a normal thing where people can break up and there's no real shame or entitlements yep. of that, so. Yeah, I think a combination of aggression and um, gender equality, I think, is is crucial. Um, if 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 the, if there's anything I want younger men to take away from that is, 
you know, the way you carry yourself when you're on moments where you are, you know, losing your temper and stuff like that, seek help in that mm. regard because, you know, that's obviously a common uh, thing with all these murders we've found is, you know, the, the perpetrators are aggressive and they have a temper and, you know, it's never an excuse to be like, oh, they just snapped one day. It's like, no, that's how they are and that's how they live their life. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be physical. It could be verbal abuse, like we said, which is, you know, just as bad. Um, so I think, yeah, just making sure we're all doing the things we need to do for our mental health, you know, to make ourselves help, help, happy and healthy. And we're not letting those, you know, negative emotions overturn our lives and our relationship is crucial. And then, you know, obviously, like Daniel was saying about respecting women and respecting all genders as well too, you know, you should never see yourself as stronger than another person because of, you know, your gender or anything like that. I think that's where that old school mentality comes in where, you know, the little things like, oh, you know, I'm the man, I do this and you're the woman, you do that. Mm. We've got roles. It's like, no, it's, you're both two people. You both love each other. You should make each other's lives easier and not go off those types of roles. Like we see it now with like my non-nose old too. Like we'll finish dinner at my auntie's place and, you know, we'll straight away grab our uh, plates and whatever and clear the table and she's like no no sit down let the girls do it i'm like no no I'm like yeah what do you mean let the girls do it like yeah you and you and uh you and uh, auntie franca cooked for us like the least we can do is be polite and take our dishes to the sink you know but she's still stuck in that like oh no no like let the women do it you guys sit on the couch and i think that's a shit way yeah to run things you know and it's shit for an ob- obvious reasons but i think those little things play a part in in the gender equality um and like i said hopefully you know you pair that with or oh, so not hopefully but you pair that with aggression then you know it probably leads to these types of outcomes which is which is sad yeah no 100 yeah it's um it's so it's so relevant um you know the the, the, the some things that even look minor to to the most serious they all they would all add up yeah. in the end and um yeah you're so right we need a the, the gender equality, especially around the, what is known to be a social norm. It, it really isn't a thing these days. I don't feel like in for younger people, I feel like yeah. we are getting better yeah, at that. No, I do um, agree with that. I think the younger demographic are definitely taking a shine into and listening, which yeah. is great. Um, and obviously another thing with the sports and the pay and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think it's all baby steps, but hopefully we get to a point where we don't need to do any more baby steps. It's all just all as a normal thing. No, definitely. Um, I will say as well, we will have um, mentions and and hotlines to go to throughout. But if anyone is, you know, um, experienced domestic violence, you can reach out to one eight hundred respect one eight hundred seven three seven seven three two. So make sure if anything's happening in your life, you know, wh- wherever you're at, just make sure you you hit up these places. But there's some incredible, also other. Um, you know foundations and, and charities you boys work with who else have you been working with you doing things with everyone yeah so uh being ambassadors with the australian childhood foundation yep and um you know they resonate with us a lot because they work directly with families and children affecting affected by um trauma and, and family violence so being proud ambassadors with them and you know they do heaps of work within the families and the communities as well too and they offer um you know mental health uh, mental help with those families and support networks as well too. And, you know, with with the, you know, the when they are separating and fleeing those environments, they offer support in that regard. Um, yep. And also too, we work with Carlton, Res- Carlton Respects Carlton Program. Carlton Respects Program. We've been ambassadors with, yeah, Respects Victoria, done some work with Polish Men. Um, so yeah, we've been 
you know, affiliated with a few organisations and, you know, we've obviously had talks and chats and partnerships with our Watch and Safe Steps. So we're yeah. just trying to really get amongst everyone and, and do our part um, because we feel like we're a bit different compared to all these other organisations where they're all kind of focusing on statistics and all that kind of stuff, which is also really great and, and I respect that. But we want to try and really target the young kids and because you know we think it's if you target the younger kids that's how we're only going to get better as mm. a society and um yeah we just want to be a different perspective in that kind of space yeah and you're definitely doing it you definitely are doing that i want to talk about that one um Luke, that you were speaking about just quickly around um yeah. places to go when things are happening so there is places that are well known so that if you know if, if women are experiencing this that are listening or someone knows of someone there is there is places that you can go um to seek refuge from from these things like housings and and whatnot yes yeah, so australian yeah. childhood foundation yeah. offers that and we actually were trying to work with airbnb to offer oh, right. um those it's, it's hopefully it's in the work like it's a bit of a pipe dream but yeah. we just feel like you know those houses that aren't being used can maybe be a place of refuge for these families as well too um and you know even for us this is where the community aspect comes in for yeah. us where you know oftentimes when our parents would separate uh, would fight our mum would go down the street because you know she knew the lady down the street because we played football with their son yeah. and stuff like that so they kind of everyone knew around our area that you know if Teresa was to pop around it's because of that sort of thing so that's you know promoting community and and connection as well too I think goes a long way because you're having those little housing networks and, and safe places so close to your house where you're not necessarily raising any alarm. So like, you know, if our mum was to call the police, the police would come over, you know, they'd come over, you know, flash their badge and say, oh, make sure nothing happens here. As soon as they leave, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. That might make my dad, you know, more angry. more angry. But if she's going to pop in for a coffee down the street to see, you know, her friend Valerie or something like that or, or Margaret or whatever, then it's, you know, she has those safe places as well too. So, yeah, we want people to sort of reach out in the community and, and you know, get to know their people and, and like we said, make it common, you know. If you, you know, just say if you're a young young male in your teens, you know, listening to this and, you know, your friends are talking about how your parents are fighting, maybe tell your tell your parents, you know, and tell, yeah. tell them obviously in a disclosed manner and make sure they don't, it's not a gossip thing. But, you know, say this is happening and what can we do for, for this person's mum and, and what whatnot. So, yeah. And I think too it's important that the kids can, if they have the courage enough to, to speak to their parents and say, you know, this is not right. I don't like how you are always fighting, you know. It shouldn't be like this. And, um, you know, if they encourage their parents to see that, 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 that might trigger something in their mind and mm. saying, you know what, I'm mean, listening to this from a, a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old or 18-year-old. Like this is pretty impactful and it's only going to hit them harder because it's their own kid. So I think if the kids can really speak up and encourage it, you know, this is not right or it's it's fine if you split up, mum, I'm, I'm still going to love you both, then, you know, that's one thing that we'll be happy with because if, if we maybe did that more, that we wouldn't be in this scenario. Mm. Yeah, base. It's uh, it's unbelievable, guys. The message is spreading. I, I, again, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing your story and and what you've been doing. Um, uh, you know, since then and everything you're doing now is is absolutely incredible. You've got uh, yeah, you've you've got so many um great messages to spread, and I'm sure you're going to change a lot of lives, which you have already already. What's sort of transpired since um this? And again, you've used a really 
you know negative situation you've turned it into as positive as you can with with the io next door and spreading these messages and and but firstly how did that sort of come about so like once you know everything's sort of um transpired you move back into your family home and, and that's when you was yaya is she am i going to say she's actually is she or yaya or is she just a family member or is it no, just a neighbor so um yeah yaya is her name's nina um, Am I saying that wrong, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah? yeah. yeah well, don't worry. I got crucified okay, at the good. start, yeah, saying, so don't stress. Yeah, so if yeah. you're on this thing, I'm yeah. saying I think you're on yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we apologise, but yeah, um, real bogan way of saying that's all right. right. Yeah. Um, we had Kochi say yeah, yeah next door yeah. on TV, <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, like, come on, mate. <laughs> so um, sorry, I lost. It. What was that? So the question was, um, how did you first meet? Well, we've known Nia pretty much our whole lives. She's lived next door to Manonna since we were babies she's seen my mum grow up she's seen us grow up so she's been a part of our family for at least 40 yeah 40 plus years and um yeah she's always lived next door and have always had a really good relationship and um yeah we call her yaya because <clears throat> she calls us her grandkids um she says i've got three grandkids which she's re- technically got one yeah. um but yeah she says we've got three and she gets upset if we don't call her yaya sometimes i'll say nina she's like what yeah. <laughs> i'm like sorry yeah um so yeah we just yeah she's she acts like she is a, like a, a second mother to us and a mother figure um and just yeah i'm just really grateful that we have her next door and a part of our lives and a part of our family and from that as well as as um you know become this new cookbook you've got going on where basically she features as, as the star of the show yeah um which again is all around those messages of community sitting around the table together being family no matter what you know blood ties are it's all about like having conversations and, and being open with each other yeah so that came together with are they all her recipes i know you're saying before there's some other people that have, yeah, have come into it there's a bunch of community recipes in there as well too yeah so what's the main meta what would you say like the cuisine is? oh it's, it's yeah, all, all greek, greek food greek yeah. all greek food Fuck, yeah how good's greek oh yeah <laughs> it's good though because people don't realize like you think greek is just like lamb sticky lucky yeah. but it's like which is yeah but that's this so much more stuff in there and mm. it's you know we were learning as we we're writing down the recipes um but yeah there's a bunch of i think there's about 40 of yars and then 22 community recipes yep which is we put a call out to our year next door community on instagram and they provided with their family recipes along with a little story um which is quite great and yeah we get to feature them in the book as well too awesome. which is awesome so and we got to try all the recipes which is awesome because give us a couple we, of your favorites oh, my, my there was Justine, actually, yeah you sent us one and she's like she's an unbelievable cook but she's gone mental for this fish dish so we're having that like in the next couple of days is it I'm the grill bit, is the fish with the grilled peppers yes the, yeah, yeah that's um yeah. Do you know Mar- that's mary that's yeah do you know martha from married at first sight yes that's her yeah, mum's recipe yeah she's like yeah that was yeah. gun that yeah. was that was one, one of those of ones favorites. where yeah i had it the next day and I just heated it up in the like on the oh, plate, and I was just I'm like, "This slaps." How did I not have yeah. this? <laughs> but actually, um, talking about the community recipes, uh, Daniel's girlfriend Mary Ellen, um, she's Greek, and her mum had this uh, lemon and dill soup with meatballs oh. in it. Yeah, it was a fan favorite oh, with uh, the chefs too that cooked it. Yeah, um, my knees buckled. Beat. I had to sit yeah. down. And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, this thing's great. It's good." Um, but yeah, that and then our fa- our family friend Val, who's got a coconut cake, yeah. which um, not re- uh, recently enough, uh, Danny Minogue cooked and shared on her socials. So, and we've uh, just had it featured in Marie Claire Greece. So it's Fuck been yeah. 
been well respected that dish and um, a lot of the community and your yar recipes have been um, well received and the good thing about it is it's not too technical to cook some of them are but there's a lot of kind of simple dishes too um, and you know your has been I guess the way we call it she likes to cook village style given that she's from you know a village in Greece um, and that she's stuck in her way so a lot of the the meals are really home cooked meals mm. that aren't obviously by master chefs um, they're just really home cooked meals by families that love their family and want to cook for them and a lot of oil oil and garlic oh fuck yeah. <laughs> on yeah, top I'm, of that I'm literally like salivating right now thinking yeah, about it don't be intimidated to cook because like me and Daniel are much cooks. No, I'm a good cook. Don't assume that I'm not. Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't a assume. A lot of people that assume I, we're not. Don't like, assume that like, I can't with other storm. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're not. Well, for anyone listening, they're not too intimidating. Yeah, they're good. pretty simple. Where can we um? Where can we cop it? So you can get it at all, all good bookstores. Um, so and the shit bookstores, they don't have it. They don't have no. that. No. Well, they don't <laughs> I know. Love what, that. They don't know what's good. I and, love that that uh, saying. All good bookstores. Yeah. It's like if you don't have it, you're a shit bookstore. Yeah. That's wherever right. you get your podcast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's online. Online, you can get it at Booktopia yep. uh, through our website as well too and Pan Macmillan um, have it through their website as well too. But yeah, most books, even I think Gimmicks, ta- gimmicks you know, w, Readings, Big W, yeah, nice. Target. We'll, we'll send a link um, to your website as well in the show notes if yeah. anyone wants to, and to cop it. I forgot to mention too, there's obviously a few QR codes in there too. So if people want to... You know, scan that. They can watch a few recipe oh, videos. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, yeah, you know, talking through. You're actually yeah. cooking. Well, that was the actually videos. the question. Um, for anyone's familiar with your content, it's like hidden over a fence, right? So you're getting, uh, like dishes passed over from your yard. Yeah. But it's like you can never see her face. No. But in the book, you can. Oh, yeah. you can, but you we've done creative ways to hide that. Okay. So cool. yeah, we're still respecting her uh, identity. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's sort of like and it's kind of been a blessing in a disguise because obviously we're respecting her family and and their privacy, but it kind of worked in our favor because we want to showcase that you know anyone could be that yeah. lady next door or your yard next door, um, whether that's a you know male, female, whether you're old or young, you can be that figure. You can be that person. Correct. So it's just a matter of you. You know, making that first step, whether that's saying hello or gifting gifting them some leftovers or something that you might cook from your your you know Christmas or Easter, whether you're Greek or Aussie, whatever the case may be. But you know, at least have that conversation because food brings people together, right? So yeah, the real reason why we don't show faces she she's got a few face tattoos that she got back in the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought that was the case actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. So yeah, so she's she's linked up. She's with got carpet DM across yeah, her forehead. Yeah, she's so. linked up with some old Greek sort of gangs. And she, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. Okay, interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> um, what's next for you boys? Taking over, like what what what's like goals for you both personally? You know, um, you know, in domestic violence um, space, like I'm sure you've you've got some some cool things in in the works. Yeah, I think just continually working with like-minded organizations that resonate with, you know, our mum's legacy and what we want to do in that space. Yep. And then the next thing was because of COVID, we got um, kind of put it in the shit end of the stick because um, we couldn't actually go out to the schools and talk to the kids with the Cult and Respects program. Yep. So once we can sort of get the ball moving and we can do that, um, we've been pretty excited to do that along with the players as well too. Um so yeah, get out into community and, and do whatever we can yeah. and yeah, I don't know, just I guess we got just a few more like I guess new merch would be some things like we want to do some obviously things that relatable relatable around food. So like, you know, tablecloths and other yeah. things that we can introduce. Yeah. Um, hoping that we could achieve um having a you know, a product on the on the shelves at Coles or in all good, I guess, shopping centers where yeah. they stock those things, but we wanna kind of have a moon biscuit 
that's dedicated in the cookbook in there so we can again donate the proceeds from the sales to Australian Childhood Foundation and um, yeah I had another thought that I'd love to do eventually again this is along down the pipeline but you know creating a, a fence garden where you can you know grow fresh produce with your, mm. with your neighbor and that again can have that interaction where you you're talking with your neighbor you're sharing fresh produce and you never know you might exchange dishes with the produce so that's another passion thing that i'd like to encourage and you know everything's getting more expensive these days and things aren't tasting as great because everything's so like shit to be honest um um, so hoping yeah encourage people to grow their own produce at home too and also uh such an incredible story i'm sure after listening today so many people are going to want to you know, see if you can come chat. Is that something you guys do? Do you go on, are you allowed to tell your story like yeah, other places yeah, yeah. or do you be keen on doing that? We've done public speaking before. We've yep. done some speaking actually at Cardinal Footy Club yep. and um, the likes of some webinars online when we were in lockdown through the likes of Australian Childhood Foundation and so forth. But uh, yeah, we've, we're all for the public speaking awesome. and yep. sharing our story. Um, and how do people act? Is that just through Instagrams? And- just if they want to get in contact on our website and just use the email that's there, yep. uh, hello at yayanextdoor.com.au. Yeah, we'll have all those links in the show notes, guys. It's obviously, um, yeah, in- incredible story, incredible incredible blog. Some, I don't say this lightly. It is it is an honour to have you in and I'm yeah blessed to, blessed to be able to um, have a platform to tell your story because it is so so important um that doesn't doesn't go um underestimated at all so again um i know you know your family are extremely proud of what you're doing you're sending such a good message um anyone listening today that is facing any of those problems we've got people to reach out to all the males listening out there we've got to be you know we've got to be better we've got to be on top of this and we've got to be keeping ourselves and our friends accountable yeah and um yeah, just can't thank you enough for coming in and sharing your story, no. lads. I'm, I'm yeah, sure this isn't man. the isn't last time we'll, we'll catch up and do some stuff because um yeah you guys inspire me, to, and um yeah really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we're big fans of what you're doing here as well, too, mate. So keep doing what you're doing, and right. yeah, we um it's 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 an honor for us to be on as well too, and and have a chat with you. So appreciate um, your time. You're a barber too, aren't you? Yeah. Can you fix my head, or is that something that is not? No, in your skill set. No, well, definitely. You, yeah. you cut my hair last night, so oh, if you okay. like, what so you probably see, not then. You yeah, can, <laughs> you can take that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, no. Yeah, come on, Dylan. Okay. What do you mean, mate? Okay, good. Have you, got, have you looked in a mirror lately? Well, people keep. I, I, everyone said I look like Harry Styles, and um, I think Harry yeah. Styles wants to look like you. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Good got ending. the dreamy blue eyes, mate. <laughs> That's boys. I love you. Appreciate it. <laughs> love you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends Podcast. If you liked the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, leave a review, or even share with your friends. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends Podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble.